is the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, everyone. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I am Tyler Fenwick with, as always, Derek Devine. This is the 147th episode of the Go Blue Crew. So, Derek, you don't have too much longer to get concrete plans in place for 150. I don't know if you've gotten the ball rolling on that one yet, have you? Well, you know, here's the thing, not trying to make excuses, but I I fear that by the time we get there, unless we just go silent for a while, we ain't going to have much positive to talk about. No, we won't. It's a pandemic, after all. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, and, and as everybody knows by now, it's, it's hit Michigan athletics uh, maybe harder than any other athletic department in the country, at least of the big ones I can think of. It's a total shutdown after uh, they found at least five cases of the COVID-19 variant. Uh, that's B117 if you care for the, the, the academic jargon. But it, it's at least five cases because it started with five, and that was a few days ago at this point. So not totally sure what what the number might be right now but man i mean this just came like an avalanche right you find out all of a sudden that that it's department wide it's a it's a, a shutdown for you know two weeks and and as we have learned coming up almost a year on this pandemic uh just because we say two weeks doesn't mean that it's not going to be extended and so kind of just playing this weird waiting game but we shouldn't be that surprised should we that that something like this was going to happen because it it just seems inevitable at, at, at you know to some degree that there's going to be a pause a shutdown something like that right yeah i mean i i always think we you know we've discussed you know if the tournament happens if they you know make it through the season you know we've seen games across all leagues canceled um postponed you know whatever the case may be this is you know not maybe what most people were expecting uh basically the michigan department of health and human services sends out a memo uh, and and it led to this you know athletics wide two-week shutdown now the university of michigan has asked students not to come back till february 7th i believe um you know i was expecting at some point like michigan already has maybe missing a game due to covid concerns there was the whole you know kind of the question mark of why Michigan and Purdue played with Purdue uh, having a member of the team who had tested positive. Um, You know, you maybe thought like Michigan state, uh, maybe Michigan would run into some, you know, COVID cases on the basketball program and and had to sit out for, you know, a couple of weeks, but yeah, this, you know, department wide, um, you know, shutdown. And, and, and you think of, like you said, you know, them compared to the rest of the country, this is unique. Uh, and unfortunately, this two week pause is is probably a little bit more serious than, you know, just, a, you know, a small outbreak amongst a couple of team members or, or even just team members, you know, coming in contact with someone who did test positive. So I don't think any of us were maybe necessarily expecting this kind of announcement. Um, but, yeah, this is reality of trying to finish the season, um, you know, complete the season during a pandemic and, you know, Michigan is off to a tremendous start and it just, you know, the timing sucks and you got to feel for, you know, the kids of all the the teams within the Michigan athletic department who are not able to uh, compete right now. Yeah, this is, so this is according to the athletic and I should note, this was 
published uh, three days ago. Today is the 28th, and this was published on the 25th. So you know, it might be dated, but I haven't seen anything different to, to refute this. But the, none of those cases were in the men's basketball, women's basketball, or hockey teams. And so you can understand the frustration there uh, from, from players and coaches. There's been an effort, you know, kind of similar to what we saw when college football was was really hanging in the balance where players were like, hey, we want to play, we want to do this. And then you also get it from the uh, administration side and, and the health side, the fact that the COVID-19 variant is not, uh, it doesn't appear to be more deadly or cause any uh, more serious of an illness than than the dominant strain of COVID-19, but, but it does uh, go, it does spread easier. And, and so I think, you know, from, from your, your procedural side, if you're, if you're in the athletic department and, and you're trying to figure out what's the best thing to do, uh, you certainly understand, you know, trying to get a hold of this as, as quickly as possible, given that it's going to spread uh, quicker and easier than the, the COVID-19 strain that has been dominant I think I I think I'm I'm going to have to side with the with the athletic department and 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 the state health department here just for that reason. But do you well first which side do you fall on if you do fall on a side but then do you do you think that uh you know even if you disagree with players and coaches who are saying we want to be out there we prepared we've taken all the safety cautions do you think they have a legitimate like argument yeah, I mean, I think they do, but yeah, I mean, I'm on the side of the decision made by UM officials, and I mean, it's a it's a memo um, from the government, and you you can't really you know ignore that because if you do, and there is a major breakout, then you know now you're in trouble in all sorts of ways. And, and I just you know I know they released the statement, and it did it it felt very similar to you know Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and others you know, talking about, you know, wanting to play college football, um, those two players specifically making it to that, you know, that final game. Um, I just think that, or sorry, the, the final four. Um, I just think that, you know, it's, it's gotta be tough for the student athletes. I know that they think it's unnecessary, um, especially those who, you know, haven't come into contact and, and they've done so much to stay safe. They've, you know, avoided families, um, friends and avoided, doing normal college things, which, you know, don't even look normal this year at all. So to not even be able to, you know, jump on, you know, what has turned into the normal college experience because you have to be extra safe. I'm sure that's difficult. So I see their frustration. I think they have somewhat of a case, but I think the right decision was made here. I think, you know, the hard part is even if UM officials, you know, made the right call and maybe have saved, you know, their student body, like, you know, just like we saw last March and how quickly things spread. I mean, now it's just a matter of what other departments have to make these decisions. And so you see two weeks um, of, you know, this shutdown for Michigan, you know, half the teams they play two weeks from now could now be facing similar things. And so you really just have to worry about, you know, what this means for the the season in general. But no, most importantly, I think you worry about the the safety and health of, you know, everybody within the, the Michigan Athletic Department and just the school and city and state alone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if the decision is made to extend this thing or decisions made to kind of hang it up like they did last year before the NCAA tournament, then that's the decision. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure these kids are, um, you know, really hurting to, to feel like they, you know, have done all this stuff to be safe and to, 
to play basketball, uh, specifically if we're talking about, you know, one of the many Michigan teams that are finding a lot of success. Um, yeah, I mean, that sucks for them, but that that is what it is in the pandemic. And the last thing I'll say about that is is that um, I don't think we have specifics on who had who tested positive initially, and then I, I don't think we have specifics on like what the spread has looked like since. And so just because, uh, if it's true, um, what I mentioned earlier from the athletic that that none of these cases are in the men's basketball team among a couple other teams, that doesn't mean there aren't positive cases. Kind of roaming around the department based on who who tested positive if it's just athletes maybe you have a better chance at isolating cases but if it's like training staff and and people like that who might be moving more uh broadly around the the teams and the athletic department then obviously the the risk for transmission increases uh and, and all the last thing I wanted to mention, and this is just stating, you know, I guess a fact, but but the three games were, were Penn State, Indiana, and Northwestern. Um, oh, I guess in Michigan State that that Michigan won't be able to play. So you're looking at probably uh, hoping to play Illinois, I guess, on February 11th. And then, you know, there's a game against Wisconsin on February 14th. We'll have to see what all of that looks like. And, you know, maybe some games get rescheduled, stuff like that. They'll have a lot to figure out. Shifting gears here to football, uh, this news came out, basically, I was looking at it in real time, and Derek, uh, I want to read a, a text for the people that I sent you. This is this is dated uh, Sunday, 12.24 a.m., and I will, I will bleep myself so we don't have to mark this podcast as explicit, but I said, imagine, <laughs> imagine getting drunk and then checking Twitter and seeing Ed Warner is gone. And the whole blank athletic department is shut down. Blank. You responded, and I said, I mean, what the blank? I'm distraught. <laughs> so, <laughs> blanks, I blanks were necessary. A, <laughs> I was having a rough one uh, that, that very late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, as I consumed all of this. But yeah, Ed Warner, um, I mean, he seemed like one of the sure. Uh, assistant coaches who you had to keep and and now he is out and Michigan has done some reshuffling and and, and added Ron Bellamy uh, to the staff and it's just what do you what do you make of of what Jim Harbaugh's done over there on the on the football side with the staff yeah I mean it's tough because like you said and Warner was one of the you know most liked most respected um, assistant coaches on the staff the the guy that seemed like a no brainer to keep around. Um, but you know, the reality of, of, you know, coaching staffs is they, they change and, and Michigan's gone through a ton of change. Um, and Jim Harbaugh promised change. He said that, you know, things would be done. I think a lot of people assumed, you know, Ed Warner was one of the guys that was safe and I'm going to stick around, but you know, regardless of what, you know, life now looks like for Ed Warner, he's no longer on Michigan staff. And I think that, Jim Harbaugh, you know, made about the best move possible. There's a lot of guys um, who wanted Ron Bellamy on the staff. And and this is, you know, dating back, you know, a few years now, if not even before that with uh, former coaching staffs. But, you know, this is a guy um, who's had a lot of success at the high school level within the state of Michigan, just coming off of a state championship with Donovan Edwards. 
Um, you know, has obviously a lot of ties at West Bloomfield to some great, great football players um, that have gone to, to you know, Michigan and, and a number of other schools. Uh, but to bring in, you know, a guy who has, has been in the program as a, as a player, back as a coach, um, it's, it's kind of like the hardball thing to do. Uh, if you if you think of kind of choices that he's made with his staff, I think that, you know, why not bring back a guy who um, obviously in a much different uh, situation than Jim Harbaugh as the head coach, but, you know, giving a guy uh, a shot to come home um, like a Mike Hart um, as well. Like, I just think that that that's a good move. If you, if there's a move that has to be made. Uh, and I just think with, you know, recruiting the state of Michigan, even though, you know, there's obviously states out there that have, you know, maybe not better talent, but more of the best talent, uh, spe- specifically states in the South. You think of the Florida and Texas. Um, I think that this is a key to winning the state and recruiting. I think this is a guy that's definitely going to be a player's coach, even at the position um, coach level. And and I just think that he's going to be well-respected and, you know, potentially make some waves with some guys that he's uh, coached in the past um, on other teams um, that are maybe looking to hit the transfer portal. So, you know, I think he made the best with the situation. I'm sure we'll learn more information, but I'm hesitant, but somewhat excited about the coaching staff changes, which is not where I expected to be when we started to see all of this um, unfold. Yeah, I think, no, but that's reasonable. I think to be excited because, um, you know, Ron Bellamy is a guy who's like really respected uh, as a high school coach. And he seems like a guy who was going to get his opportunity in the college game inevitably. And it just makes sense for him to, to end up at Michigan where he played. Uh, Sharon Moore, uh, he, he was coaching the tight ends. And he, so he's moving in to, to coach the offensive line. And uh, Jim Harbaugh, as we kind of suspected, will end up coaching the quarterbacks. Um, also, I, I, I'm spacing if I mentioned this five seconds ago, but but, but Coach Moore will will uh, also be the co-offensive coordinator. And I think so. So getting back to what you said about kind of being excited, is it because of the youth and and the kind of like getting getting younger coaches in here to to revitalize things? Is that at least part of it? Yeah, I'd say a mix of you know the the youth and. And, and going with a lot of youth, um, I think that this is the situation that, you know, was going to be no matter what, not that top assistants or top coaches that were recently fired, you know, don't want to associate with kind of the mess that Jim Harbaugh has found himself in after the 2020 season. But, you know, I've always liked the the mentality of, you know, some of these young coaches that are really looking to prove themselves. I like that a guy, you know, who was as comfortable as he was, at Indiana uh, and Mike Hart, you know, chooses to come home and, and be a part of um, what, you know, Michigan is doing. And, you know, he's not even, um, you know, really, I didn't, he didn't even take a elevated position, right? I mean, he took a lateral move, if not, you know, drop down even from that because he, I think he, he was, was an assistant yeah, head coach. He's an assistant yeah. head coach. So just to see, you know, a guy like that, you know, want to come back home um, to get a guy, um, like a Ron Bellamy to, to come home after having, you know, a lot of success at the high school level, but more importantly, just having a ton of relationships that could really help with recruiting and just connecting with players. Um, all the way to getting, you know, the guys that we talked about last week on the defensive side, you know, established recruiters, guys who have coached at the NFL level. Um, I just think that there's, you know, a lot of upside to the staff, but, you know, there's a lot of concern as well with guys who haven't, you know, 
called plays before, um, guys that are new to roles in the in the college game, um, guys who are trying college out, you know, for the first time in a while or first time at all. I just, you know, it's it's different. Um, but I think I'm excited mostly because of the youth, and it just seems like you know now it's a staff full of guys that players will love to play for. Now I don't want to turn things totally negative here, but as we talk about uh, guys getting opportunities to prove themselves, and uh, Jim Harbaugh has made his staff younger, all of that can also lead you into the direction of like, well, how patient are we going to have to be here, and and like how much time does Jim Harbaugh realistically have to let this shake out in his favor if if half of these hires don't work out is is that gonna uh, derail this second or third or whatever number wave we're on it with with Jim Harbaugh I think that's a legitimate worry yeah I mean I think that the staff is set up to you know be in a position to to make Harbaugh successful you know, given the contract he signed. Now, that doesn't mean that fans or donors or, you know, anyone is going to be patient, even even um, the athletic department. But I do feel like, you know, the moves made are moves that kind of resemble this new contract that was signed of, you know, we're going to do things differently. We're going to get a bunch of different guys in here. Yeah, it's probably not going to be, you know, the best season Michigan's had under Jim Harbaugh in year one. Um, and it feels like, you know, we're rebooting or rebuilding for the, you know, umpteenth time um, with, with new coaches coming in. But this staff feels so much different compared to the other staffs that have been hired under Jim Harbaugh or other coaches in general uh, under Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, even all the way to, you know, keeping Jay Harbaugh on the staff, but, you know, having him go back to um, his time, you know, working as a tight ends coach before, uh, back in a position where he had a lot of success um, and got to work with Jake Butt, who had, you know, a tremendous uh, career at Michigan. I just think that, you know, every piece he's put in place seems to make sense, even though, you know, yes, it can be, you know, a little bit frightening of, you know, how long is this going to take? You know, how messy could this be with guys in new roles for the first time? But again, that that upside and that ceiling uh, and the potential that you can find throughout the staff is something to be excited about. And likely a lot of these guys, no matter what happens with, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan are going to go on to be, you know, full assistant coaches or, or even head coaches in the future. Yeah. And on, and on January 28th, you know, it's probably not worth worrying too much about the way this is all going to play out. We'll have to even see, you know, what does spring ball look like? And then we've got a whole summer, plenty of time to worry ourselves sick about Michigan football. Uh, meanwhile, I, you know, we'll just hang around and, and wait to see, what happens with, with basketball and, and other sports that are competing right now. Hopefully the shutdown doesn't last too long. And hopefully that's because the athletic department is able to get a hold of, of these cases and, and keep the uh, COVID-19 variant from spreading too widely. And, and, you know, basketball can get going again and, you know, make a, make a run of the big 10 tournament, NCAA tournament, all that good stuff that we were deprived of last year. So, we will come back next week, talk about some more. Hopefully there's some positive updates to go through. Until then, take care. Go Blue. Go Blue. Hold your stocks.